Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about Witch Queen being delayed till early 2022. If you're listening to this on any of the audio podcasts or other platforms, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. I stream Monday through Friday. Now I know (laughs) this is comical because I literally just said I wouldn't be covering Destiny, but if you actually watched that video, I did say if there was big news about Destiny, I was going to have to cover it. And and an expansion getting delayed until 2022, and they're walking back sunsetting and all this other stuff. Like, I have to cover this. This is gaming news. It would have been stupid for me to be like, no, I refuse to talk about that. My audience wants to know what I think. So I know a lot of folks are going to run to the comments and be like, I thought you quit covering this what i said in that video was i am not going to do a bunch of weird backflips and loopholes to cover a game that i can't play anymore and i said that if there was big news i would cover it and this is big news also if the ban gets reversed i'll go back to covering destiny and playing it but not in an exclusive way i believe that sntr presents can expand beyond just destiny and we've seen proof of that just with one day all of the channels saw channel growth when we weren't covering destiny so it wasn't like this immediate exodus and so i thank you to everybody who's either new or continuing to support the channel as we evolve it so I can't just ignore Destiny, but at the same time, I'm not going to do all of these weird things just to continue to cover it. And I'll thank the people for their super chats in a moment. So Bungie recently announced that their plans, their aspirations and hopes for the Witch Queen expansion, it would not allow them to launch it on the usual timetable. They announced in a post entitled Destiny 2021 Update, The Road to the Witch Queen, that the expansion would be landing in early 2022. While this is obviously disappointing for for, for many players, some of the information shared about Witch Queen and Lightfall is not just interesting, but I think it's very telling about the future of the franchise, right? I I think they've got some big goals here, and this is different language and and, and different ideas about what they want to do compared to things that they've talked about in the past. So what did they say? Let's let's just get that out of the way okay because a lot of people are upset and angry but at the same time there there this this post by joe blackburn was just chock full of information so i'm probably gonna have to do multiple videos again i know it's comical that i went from saying i wouldn't cover it anymore to literally having like eight topics that i need to cover but it's it's too much about destiny and it's too significant to the life of the franchise to not address so They said here, as we began to scale production on the Witch Queen last year, we made the difficult but important decision to move its release to early 2022. We also realized we needed to add an additional unannounced chapter after Lightfall to fully complete our first saga of Destiny. Now, they put more meat on the bones later about what that first saga looks like and what that means, but they're saying a couple of things here that I think is really important. Number one, they obviously have plans after Lightfall. And number two, this moment that Lightfall is leading to that Luke Smith referenced in another another video. Um, this is this is starting to make more sense, right? This is more meat on the bones of the statements that he made in that vid doc where he said Lightfall would be leading to a moment. It seems that in Bungie's mind, Lightfall represents the end of an era, sort of the end of an epoch, or as they're calling it, a saga for the Destiny franchise. This is likely going to feel almost like a hinge turn for Destiny. Maybe it'll actually feel like a sequel. We don't know, but 
This also lines up with commentary from Pete Parsons in interviews where he said that by 2025, Destiny would be significantly evolved and that's likely what is going to precede Lightfall and they're they're needing to do another chapter. Something else is going to follow Lightfall in order for them to do that. Now, this also adds good credence and confidence for those looking to Bungie to invest in the long-term development of Destiny 2 beyond Lightfall and many players were concerned the game would downshift into a coasting speed at that point even after right even even after the the press release where they said they were com- they were going to increase their commitment to the long-term development of Destiny 2 people were still thinking i don't know that's just fluff this to me adds a lot of credence to hope and 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 sort of confidence that the the that the the franchise is going to continue and uh, and go on uh, secondly, more than an expansion, some of their language also indicated that Witch Queen is more than an expansion. It is it is a pretty significant change for certain things that they're wanting to do. And right here it says, The Witch Queen represents an important evolution in the ongoing story of Destiny 2. Beyond Light built the foundation and allowed us to weave the world building of Destiny and Destiny 2 together, but the Witch Queen will light the fire on a strongly interconnected narrative across Lightfall and beyond, unlike anything we've ever attempted before with characters, arcs, heroes, and villains that persist over multiple future releases. Even more importantly, the conclusion of these releases will also conclude the Light and Darkness saga, the conflict we first introduced with the launch of Destiny many years ago. So now we have a name for the saga. It is the Light and Darkness saga. So that's what Lightfall's been leading to. This is kind of what's going to conclude after Lightfall. Now this makes more sense of why I said in a previous video that all eyes seem to be focused on Witch Queen. I found it incredibly interesting that during a vid doc about Beyond Light, they couldn't help but point to Witch Queen. They talked about Zivu Arath. They've talked about Season of the Hunt. They said that there's going to be all these dominoes set up that will ultimately come to fruition in Witch Queen. To me, I started to sort of read through that and I thought Beyond Light is supposed to be kind of the beginning. They're just sort of establishing that foundation and this is going to come behind and be I thought the rhythm made sense to me if you look at the rhythm of the game. Witch Queen was meant to be another Taken King Forsaken-esque moment for the franchise. So even when they were promoting Beyond Light, they were quickly drawing attention towards Savathun and the Witch Queen storyline. And when I read this, it really starts to make sense why. They can't help but sit down and say, oh man, we've never done anything like this. Now, understandably, okay, they made remarks about Season of Arrivals that it would be like no other time in Destiny. And it was mainly about the story, okay? The content loop and the substance and season of arrivals was not that good, but the the things they did with the pyramid ships and the interference mission and the developments of the story and the event where the, everything got taken by the darkness was pretty unprecedented, okay? But it didn't necessarily net us this amazing quality improvement in the game and the content loop and the things that we are chasing. So we just said that kind of on the Rageous Roundtable this morning, this does seem very story focused it does i don't think that's all it's focused on and here's why they they talk about in another quote that sort of leads to my final point destiny is still very much an unfinished product now that's not a slight you know this morning 30 and so gaming said it's the longest running beta you've ever played he and i have always kind of clashed on that because he takes issue with some of the things that I believe are just indicative of a live service game adapting to the needs and the wants of the player. And 
but at the same time, a lot of what he says is true, and it and it I think it is there there are well made points sometimes that he makes on this certain topic. In many ways, Destiny still feels like an unfinished product, with the newly announced reversal of sunsetting, a lack of clear vision for the playlist weapons, and the tentative plan to give us master versions of Vog raids and dungeons. So much needs to evolve and improve. As we've kind of pressed on year to year, it always sort of feels like Bungie is still kind of finding their way. Now, I do think we need to look at the game in context. They broke from Activision, which was incredibly risky, and the impetus for breaking from Activision was that they didn't want to make a Destiny 3. And we have to understand that a lot of these these situations where it seems like they're finding their way or they don't know what they're doing you're exactly right they are finding their way and they don't know what they're doing because destiny 2 was never intended to last this long we weren't supposed to be playing the game so a lot of this is sort of trial and error to a certain degree because they weren't supposed to be doing this so they're having to sort of break foundational systems rebuild planets move scripts around change the structure of flow they bring in the destiny content vault they're doing all of these things to give a game elasticity and longevity that was never intended to be there to begin with so you're right it's an unfinished product it it wasn't supposed to ever be this way so your frustration about it is understandable here's a statement from the blog post that i think is pertinent with destiny now committed to being an everlasting evolving world we want to make sure we are still taking the time to upgrade the systemic foundation of destiny 2 to support everything we want to do in the future and then they go on to talk about their vision for crucible and their vision for freshening the loot pool because they're getting rid of sunsetting and that was kind of meant to do that and it failed to do that it didn't really deliver on what they had intended and what they had promised this statement precedes a lot of information about buffs, changes, system-wide adjustments, okay? It still feels like at some level, Bungie is finding their way with Destiny, which I get it. It's both frustrating and understandable, okay? It was just, we were never supposed to last this long, and, okay, their commitment is the one big and real reason that you can have hope for the future. They're committed to the franchise. They're rooting themselves firmly in it. They, they got Destiny Universe, and they're going to branch out another media, and and they're they're ending the 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 saga of Destiny is ending that began with the Black Garden. I mean, that's pretty significant in the term of like long term plans of a franchise. So, I know it can be frustrating, and I know this is a bit disappointing, but in my mind. This is just another mark of their commitment to the game getting better, and while it's painful along the way, I truly believe it has improved, and we will probably do other videos about sunsetting and some of these other things because it is pretty disappointing and it's pretty frustrating, but ultimately I believe the overarching trajectory of Destiny is better and constantly improving. And I believe the same thing will be true of Witch Queen. As always, we're going to transition, and we actually are going to do Q&A this time. Q&A has been a little sparse sometimes. We are going to do it today. If you're in the live audience, stick around for it. If you're listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that follow my talk about Witch Queen getting delayed until 2022. If you're listening to this on any of the locations, you can always catch me live at SNTR Live. Dot com. Uh, this is where we do these discussions. 
Oh, when am I going to make you a new avatar? I'm not making you a new avatar. Anyway, Techno says, Do you expect sunsetting getting suns... Oh, did you expect it getting sunset? While I personally agreed with what it set out to do, it mostly just killed the loot pursuit for anything not viable into Witch Queen. Second, how will the delay of Witch Queen affect seasons with each one getting extended or will we get another Arrivals deal? These are good questions. Uh, We did the poll today about the second part of your question, so I'm going to answer that first. I don't feel like this is the same as Arrivals getting extended for Beyond Light or when we kind of had to wait during Opulence for Shadow Keep. This feels different to me, which I believe will probably require a season of some sort. Um, now, I- I'm going to make a prediction here, okay? This just kind of dawned on me. Based on their commentary about a Master Vogue and Master Dungeons and Raids, I could very easily see them doing like a light season where that's the focus. It'll almost be like an Age of Triumph season where they'll do a season pass with stuff, but the main focus will be like a bunch of free master modes for all the high-level content. I I I could see that being one of the ways they kind of pad it out because it's likely not anything they have planned from a story perspective, right? There's... There's a there's a rhythm here of the seasons and the story beats leading to Witch Queen. They can't just ham fist more story in. So I could see them going that route and saying, "Look, we've gonna we're gonna do a season, but it's not gonna really move anything forward. It's gonna be a holding pattern, and that's when we'll see all the master level stuff land." Because they said Master Vogue's not gonna land right away. Well, the best time for Master Vogue, Master Dungeons, and other Master raids to show up, and then you can go for like, you know, adept versions of all those weapons. Well, the best time to do that is why we're all in some holding pattern for Witch Queen, right? get a bunch of dope gear while you get ready for for Witch Queen. So, I'm going to answer that part of your question first. That's just kind of my theory on what they'll do. It won't be a fully fleshed out season. It'll be padded largely by probably some of those content beats. Um, Now, did I expect sunsetting getting sunset? No, I didn't. I expected them to extend the sunsetting window because they had originally said they saw the sunsetting window being somewhere between 12, 15, or 18 months. I thought they were going to come back and say, listen, you know, the most sensible way for us to let you have loot, but also have, you know, loot retirement is to make it to where you end a season and have a full year with that loot. That's why I thought 15 months was a sweet spot. So like you would end beyond light and then you would know I have exactly 12 months with this loot. That seems a little bit more clean. Um, that seems a little bit more logical, right? That's what I thought was coming. They were going to extend it and that the reasoning was going to be that simple. They were going to say, listen, like it, this isn't lining up right. You grinded for a bunch of stuff in Beyond Light and you can't even take it into Witch Queen, okay? Now, Witch Queen getting delayed may have played a part here where they said, look, sunsetting just isn't tenable. Do you, now you've bumped Witch Queen. There's going to be way too much time in between the content. We're not going to ever be able to add enough loot to really make this work. We need to get rid of sunsetting um and i know people are really irritated about this and so am i because listen you got to track with the flow of thought here for me as a person who has played this game i was in fully full support of weapon retirement of a sort or of a type i was like we need some level of weapon retirement uh at some point in time there needs to be a way to you know flesh things out 
and push things to the side and prune the bloated loophole, okay? And then when they outlined sunsetting, I thought it was a pretty sensible way to approach it. And I also thought the way that they talked about it, it wouldn't affect most of the content. So I'm thinking, you know, 90% of the content will be unaffected by sunsetting. I'm thinking they'll piecemeal it. They'll do year one, maybe year two, and then they'll slowly work their way through year three. Well, they swung a giant machete hatchet at the loot pool. They sunset all of year one, all of year two, and then Shadowkeep all at the same dadgum time, and they added 30 weapons. It's like, I don't know how anybody zoomed out on that and thought, yeah, this would be totally fine. People would have taken it maybe a little bit more in stride if they only would have sunset year one and then when we would have gotten into this season they would have sunset year two and then when we've gotten to the next season they would have sunset shadow keep like slowly push that stuff off and while doing that they're slowly filling in all those vacancies they didn't do that they also didn't think through how irritating it would be to have a 12 month window go grind the deep stone crypt and you can't take any of those guns into witch queen they also didn't handle the floor of the game very well like I don't know at all they didn't handle it well at all Have Half of Europa is above the floor. The floor was 1050. So the floor is 1050. Half of Europa is above 1050. Lost sectors are above 1050, which doesn't make any sense because there's legendary lost sectors, which gives you the option to play the lost sector at a harder difficulty. So there's no real reason to suddenly just have a random power level bump in a lost sector. And then the strike playlist for like a week or two was at 1100 instead of 1050. So if if I would have given them a recipe for how to mess up sunsetting, I don't know what I could have added. They did everything wrong at every level. They messed up the floor of the game, so that's irritating to literally anyone who plays. Every casual, every mid lane player, people that have never set foot in a raid or a dungeon, you made it terrible for them. The floor was, what? Why was it like this? And they sunset so much at the same time, and they only added like 30 weapons and they didn't add anything at the recluse level it's like if if i could have given you a laundry list of like listen if you really want to mess up sunsetting here's all the things you need to do there's nothing left for them to screw up they literally screwed up every level of sunsetting it was I, to be quite honest maybe it was some weird form of like malicious compliance like Maybe nobody at Bungie agreed with the idea of sunsetting and they all, they all decided, oh man, let's just mess this up. Going in hard on Bungie now that you're banned? Shut the frick up and go watch my content, Nick Fish. You smell like fish. I literally said all of this in my sunsetting went too far video. Go watch my content. There are people who literally think I got banned because I complained too much. You don't know what you're talking about. I laid into them in my sunsetting video. I did not pull my punches on this company ever before. And I'm certainly not ramping it up now because I got banned. I said the same stuff back then that I'm saying now. They literally jacked up every single layer. Every layer. You were for sunsetting? Yeah, I was. I said that in this talk. I said that I was pro sunsetting before they did it. Again, you got to keep up, homie. Intelligent people adjust their positions based on evidence. I know that's not really in vogue on Twitter, but once they put it in the game, I analyzed how they implemented it. Okay? The spirit and the philosophy and the idea of sunsetting was great. Their implementation was terrible. Again, go watch my video called Sunsetting Went Too Far. 
went way too far. You're right. I was pro sunsetting, and then they did it, and it was terrible. You know, that would be like, yeah, let's paint the living room red, and then they come in and they paint it red, and they do a terrible job. Well, you wanted to paint it red. Yeah, I didn't ask them to do a bad job. They did a bad job. <laughs> Personally, I don't think sunsetting would have accomplished what people wanted, even if Lono's version was implemented. There were people that even thought, Donut, that what what I thought they were going to do based on everything they had outlined, there were people that even said, no, that'll still be terrible. It'll be a, a loot treadmill. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the most common thing that people said. It was like, oh, it'll still be a loot treadmill. So listen, I'm not saying everybody agreed with me, but listen, my, my position changed dramatically when I got into the game. Day one of Beyond Light, I was ranting on stream about the 1100 strike playlist you know what I mean I didn't call you a name I called you by your name I called you by your name it's not my fault that's your name <laughs> listen I'm a little froggy okay don't you, you, of course I'm gonna jump to, to my defense you said that I was going in now that I've got banned so you bring up a personal situation that's frustrating and irritating and you throw that in my face sit the frick down okay seriously Z holla rage with the next question with which queen being delayed do you think DLC will be more forsaken size now or still beyond light shadow keep style I mean this is one of the dangers of delays Right? You said I smell like fish? Do you? Because if you don't, it was just a lighthearted jab. I mean, if you do, then I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe talk to your, your physician about why you emanate the smell of fish, but it's unlikely that you actually do smell like fish. Um, if you do, I mean, I guess I'm sorry. You probably don't have very many friends. Um, <laughs> I would think the danger of delaying is always the passive hype that that comes from that, Right? There's always the passive hype that comes from a delay. And what do I mean by passive hype? Well, if you're going to delay it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be stellar. Oh my gosh, it's going to be huge, right? We did that with Beyond Light. We thought, well, it's getting delayed. It's going to be big. It's going to be massive. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be epic, right? This happened with uh, with Cyberpunk. <laughs> Poor Cyberpunk. Uh, this happened with Cyberpunk, right? All those delays. Everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be amazing. Or or not even it's going to be amazing. It better be amazing, right? It's not even passive hype. It almost creates this ultimatum of, well, you delayed it, so it better be literally five stars. It better be stellar, 10 out of 10, right? So I, I think, based on everything they said, this will be closer to Forsaken. Yes. Um... That's that's what I think. Um, I think it'll be closer to Forsaken. And I'm basing this off of commentary from Luke Smith when he said that... Th- don't listen to him, Fish. This guy puts typos in his polls. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, based on the commentary that you know Luke Smith said, we, based on our current budgets, timelines, and staff, he said we're not going to be able to make something the size of Forsaken, right? Well, their timelines, their staff, and their budget is completely different for Witch Queen now. So I do think it'll be bigger. I don't think it's going to be bigger than Forsaken, but it's going to be bigger than Beyond Light. I do. Didn't they say Witch Queen would be close to Forsaken as well? 
I didn't read that, homie, so I'm not going to put that out into the ether. I did not read that. I'm estimating it'd be roughly the same size uh, as as Forsaken. I don't think it'll exceed Forsaken. I think it will exceed uh, it will exceed beyond uh, beyond light. Has Luke Smith been sidestep by Blackburn? I think a lot of people are misreading what's going on. Okay, I think Luke Smith has been elevated to a broader position of vision and less detail oriented. Right? I believe they brought in Justin Truman, who is now the general manager. He did not take Luke Smith's position of game director. He's general manager. Okay. And then they brought in Blackburn to be assistant game director. I believe they're the detail-oriented guys, and Luke Smith is the vision caster, right? That's it. Um, that's what I think they're doing. Thanks, Mama. They've they've elevated Luke Smith to a more broader, more visionary position. Because here's the reality. If you go read anything Luke Smith's ever written, his vision for the franchise and the game is 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 always right on the money. I think in the details, I'm going to be honest here, because I'm a Luke Smith fanboy, okay? Not really, but you know what I'm saying. I've always kind of been in his corner. He and I have interacted one time. He never followed me on Twitter. Nobody at that company has given me any reason to, to be in their corner. T- truth, truth be told, right? But when I think of Destiny, and I think of him, I've always been in his corner. Because when he talks about the game, I'm like, he, he sees where the game can go. But I'm going to be critical I think the danger with somebody like him is he started trying to bring the details and the structures and the ideas of like a World of Warcraft into Destiny, and it hasn't really worked that well. We have two examples of this. I think Armor 2.0 was something that he really drove home, and I don't think it was implemented very well at all. And I think Sunsetting also came from him. The minute he gets his hands on the details, okay, he's like George Lucas. Put him up in the in the skybox, let him drive the vision, let him drive the stories, but don't you dare let him put his hands on the special effects, the details, the directing, the cutting, the writing. No, 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 no. Get up there at 30,000 feet. That's where you belong, okay? That's where CEOs belong, right? They belong at the 30,000 feet. They assess, they assess talent and they plug people in to positions where they should be and then they handle uh, the details. So I think that is what has happened here. I believe he at a detail level, right? He at a detail level was putting things in the game that don't that didn't go well and so they're basically being like we trust your vision we need people that are better at the implementation and i believe that is why they brought in blackburn i believe that's why they've brought up truman and i don't think that he's getting sidelined or sunset i believe he's being elevated to a more visionary position like look at the name of his position executive creative director of destiny universe He's up in, like, the ivory tower now, right? You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's one of those things where the, certain people are going to be good at a certain level. I'll give you a perfect example that's personal, right? I am, and this might be one of the reasons I've always resonated with him, I'm a visionary, vision-casting 
person, big picture, right? Details and attention to detail is always where I mess up. My wife is huge on attention to detail. She's run inventory for stores before. She's hyper-organized her school system for our kids is ridiculous it looks like looks like something professional okay she's going to be overseeing like the coffee and the inventory and stuff because like that's the world that she kind of operates in she's detail oriented and i am not that's why we make such a great pair so the minute you try to drag me down in the details that's when i just start to like i i don't want to do this this isn't me this isn't me right um and, and we, I, I just had a phone call with Creature about that last night. The minute we got into the details, I just started zoning out. I was like, nah, I'm big picture. I, I don't want to discuss all these details. You know, these, these, these gentlemen can handle the details. I'm, I'm big picture. And so I think that's what happened. I think he's a visionary guy that was trying to come down to the detail level and there was a breakdown. Now, funny enough, if you go and watch the one VOD, I'm fairly certain that we're in, they're in the dry erase board scene. It's Luke Smith talking to Truman, Justin Truman, the guy that got promoted to the general manager, and they're writing on the dry erase board and talking about the grand scope. I mean, that might have been the beginning of the handoff, right? That might have been begin, uh, the, the beginning of the handoff because they were preparing him to sort of take the reins of this is the vision you handle the details right and i i think that's probably a really 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 good division of labor so techno uh bungie said that they'll be getting legendary stasis weapons in season 15 will it just be another element to pop shields or something more i don't see it being more than that unless they do for the elements all at once. Fourth, will Vogue weapons... This guy just cheating to ask more than two questions. Will Vogue weapons have elements or be kinetic? In D1, they were both versions. They have indicated that the Fadebringer will be kinetic and it'll have it'll have uh, Firefly. Uh, Blackburn hinted at that. So it sounds like they're maintaining the kinetic energy divide. I hate that divide, by the way. I think it's terrible. I think it's incredibly limiting to what they could do with the weapon pool. Nobody... Not a lot of people agree with me on this. There are people that do, but I, I think the kinetic energy divide is absolutely stupid and completely unnecessary. I think they're literally wearing shackles for the sake of wearing shackles. It doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, remove the remove the the disparity between the two. All primaries should do the same crit damage multiplier, and they should all have elements on them. And then you could lean into elemental perks and elemental uh, effects that would make weapons more exciting. And then you can always make something new. You can always make a new elemental thing. And we're still killing trash ads at the same intervals, but it feels different, fresh, and fun. That is how you create perk innovation and side grades that people care about because they're not just chasing another damage and reload perk. Like I, it kills me that they've never tapped into that, and I hope they start to because dadgummit it just they are shackling the weapon system it feels like to me but according to what blackburn said it sounded like there's they're maintaining the kinetic energy weapon disparity and i think that's a mistake okay now you're asking for weapons 3.0 listen if they want us to care about the weapons in lightfall because we're not even in witch queen yet if you want me to care about the weapons in lightfall well first you have to unban me but uh secondly you're gonna have to create a reason why why do i care if it's just another gun, no more damage and reload perks, you gotta create that environment of, of quality. Alright? You have to. Now to your other question. You know, are the are the stasis weapons just gonna pop shields? This is related to everything I just said. If I could get a primary hand cannon that's got stasis on it, 
and there were elemental perks related to stasis, well then that's exciting. It could literally be crit kills throw out ice spikes and the ice spikes slow, kill, or freeze enemies in proximity. It's just an ice version of Dragonfly. Who gives a frick? It'd look cool. It'd be fun to chase. It'd be neat. Alright? Elements don't do anything in the game on guns. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I would say that would be the route that I would take with stasis legendary weapons is give them elemental perks that do cool stasis things. Instead of being like, well, there's elemental shields now and you pop them a little bit faster. <laughs> like, don't even bother doing that at that point. Why waste the dev time creating stasis legendaries if that's all they're going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Jock Doctor. With Sunsetting being canned, it means that perfectly good weapons like Martyr's Retribution, Beloved, Kindled Orchid, Ostringer, and Gargon, because Bungie couldn't make up their mind. Won't this just set a precedent that Bungie can take a 180 on any design choice? I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna punt your question the next week. I don't want to get bogged down in the sunsetting debate. I already ranted about the implementation the implementation of sunsetting, so you probably know what I'm gonna do when we talk about sunsetting next week. But I, I don't want to get bogged down on this because it's not really about Witch Queen getting delayed. So I'm going to make you wait. You got to come back and ask that one again. Um, this is another sunsetting one. Sorry. I'm I, I'm trying to keep Q&A in a lane and a time limit, and I, I don't want to get bogged down on off-topic questions. I've given, I think, a good enough flyover rant cliff notes about sunsetting and, and how they jacked it up. Uh, and we'll talk about next week why it's good they're getting rid of it, but at the same time, they never really set it up to, to succeed any anyway. Dr. Killshot, how long do you think this unsunsetting honeymoon phase will last before the feelings of two years ago resurface? No new loot to chase, no reason to chase a new loot. Well, they're going to have to give us a vision for how they freshen the loot pool. They, they talk about that. Joe Blackburn talks about that in the blog post. He does. He says, look, I, you know, you've we, we've got to rethink how we're going to have you chase loot and why you're going to chase it. This extends beyond weapons, by the way. This extends to armor, too. So, I'm going to give you the same kind of answer I just did. we got to kind of kick this one down the road. We don't really know what they're going to do. I don't think they're done solving this problem, right? Freddie Jackson with the next question. Nick Fish, you got to understand something, dude. You stepped into the ring, and you took a cheap shot, and you got your bell rung. That's all. Nobody dislikes you. I don't dislike you. It's just fun. It's just all in good fun. I rung your bell, and then I jabbed you a little bit more about the fish thing. Like, you just take it in stride, homie. Just take it in stride. It was a bit of a cheap shot to come in and bring up the ban. You know, like, oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going after Bungie because I got banned. Just own the fact you took a cheap shot, and I rung your bell for it. That's all. You know, plenty of people have had their bell rung before, and they're still here. Now, Eugene's saying that chat piled on. Chat chat there's no reason to pile on you know i moved on i didn't stay on it i don't generally stay on stuff like that like i used to so little finger wag from dad chat don't pile on be nice to nick you know let me ring his bell you don't need to keep doing it for me all right freddie says oh freddie's saying skip my question it's another sunsetting question it's clear what you guys wanted to talk about i thought the delay was 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 a little more pressing 
Zinthos, while stasis legendaries are on the way, do you feel like now is the time to make weapon elements do more than just pop shields? We just answered this question, so sorry Zinthos, you kind of doubled up on somebody else's question. Anna, while I rejoice at sunsetting being sunset, the game will have some weird edge cases, like how one third of the moon weapons aren't sunset, pit of heresy, while the lectern weapons remain sunset. Do you think Bungie will reissue these kinds of weapons? I actually theorize that that's exactly what they're going to do that next season the lectern weapons will get reissued as a way to pad things out and then they'll reissue some more uh dreaming city weapons like the um um what's it's the the tiger spite so yeah i think they're gonna i think they're gonna pull more of those out of retirement as well yeah 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 radical with the story of light and dark saga ending does this put a pin in the additional darkness subclasses balloon i'm really hoping for a poison subclass no 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 I I don't I don't think I think this actually is exactly what I've always said is going to happen the end of the light and dark saga is that we see there is no light versus dark there is no light is good dark is bad we're going to see through we're going to see through the dogma of, of the speaker and the dogma of the traveler I truly think we get a new darkness subclass and lightfall when we get the third darkness subclass we become we're already we're already like causal beings but I think we'll become like singular causalities at that point like we will no longer be tethered to the traveler I believe we are becoming guardians of power that has been my theory right now orbs of light change to orbs of power okay my theory has been that we're going to learn another dark subclass every expansion and we are going to ascend to a higher state of being and that state of being is a guardian of power right the the that that to me is the end of the light and dark saga we ascend beyond that idea of dark versus light and we become something far greater and bigger than that that's the end of the saga there is no more light and dark it would be like the end of like like this never really happened unfortunately in the star wars cinematic universe uh but the gray jedis the jedis that learned balance of using both dark uh, the dark side and the light side, right? They, they, they would ascend beyond that saga of that epoch of the light and the dark being against each other, right? Um, that's that's what I would say. I would say that they, there are theories, our theories about it, our theories about becoming a, a guardian of power. To me. I, I think is answered in the fact that yeah, that's the end of the light and dark saga because we've now we've now gone full circle on it. We went from thinking the dark is everything that is evil and wrong to embracing the darkness. That's the that's the phrase they use for beyond light. Embrace the darkness. Well, an embrace. I don't know about you, but that sounds like step one, right? Embrace, embrace the embrace the darkness. And and then by embracing the darkness, that kind of begins the journey of the darkness becoming a more significant role in what we do. So. 
Joseph with the next question. Since this delay is longer than both delays of Shadowkeep and Beyond Light, it is maybe a sign that Bungie is putting more importance on the expansion and storyline. We heard more about it before Beyond Light. Okay, that's not really a question, my man. Um, I, that's kind of what they said. Yes, they said that they're focusing more on the story. I shoot Astro. Do you think the new leadership is a good move for Destiny in the long run? As I described a little bit ago, the way that I see this playing out is that Luke Smith's been elevated to a more visionary position and they've brought in Blackburn and Truman to be more detail-oriented. That's probably a good division of labor. Blackburn's been more hands-on with things like King's Fall Raid and Raid Teams. That's more hands-on with with actual content development. And Truman's been in the trenches for a while. Uh, These guys have been down on the floor. They've been down in the trenches of detail. And Luke Smith's been more visionary. I think it's a better division of labor. uh, A better division of labor. I like Luke Smith, but... I like a lot of people. That doesn't mean I want them to do everything. Like just just because I like my plumber doesn't mean I want him painting my office. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I want him to stick to what he's good at. And I like Luke Smith for the franchise. I like him in a visionary position. I think we've learned detail positions. He's he's misfiring on some stuff. Um so I, I don't think he needs sunset or kicked out of the franchise. I think he just needs to be elevated to a visionary position, and I believe that's what they've done. Maybe he's a good painter. You know what I mean. Uh, Lykios. I've always played Destiny with the thought that they would begin adding touches that reward longtime players. Do you think this direction can start facilitating that? They try to do this, I think, with like triumphs and gilded titles and things of that nature. Um, this is not a front burner issue. Right, this is not a front burner issue. I think that the um, you you gotta you gotta get the core game running really really well before you start trying to stroke the ego of a longtime player. I'm not I'm not trying to be dismissive and saying that you want your ego stroked, but like giving you like a fancy shader or an emblem or something because you're a longtime player. I don't care about that right now. You're talking about membership perks for like a longtime gym member and a lot of the gym equipment's busted. It's like, why don't you focus about the fund- fundamentals first before you start worrying about like, but what if we've got a gym member for five years? We should really give them some extra perks. No, you got to fix the foundational stuff first and get all this stuff running and humming before you start worrying about like, we better take care of our long-term players. I don't, I don't prioritize this right now in, at all. It's not important. Um, Freddie Jackson. If they extended the seasons, how will they keep uh, interest during the seasons being longer? I don't. I, I don't know. That's what I said. Like, I, I my theory is it'll be like an Age of Triumph thing. The um, the the master level Vogue and the master and the master you know dungeons and other raids and stuff. They're likely going to land in that extra season that I think we're going to get. I think it's going to be a thin season that can't suddenly like manufacture a bunch of new you know story the story has been scoped out for witch queen and how we get there you can't just slam a new season in there right i don't think they're just gonna stretch out season 15 i don't think they're gonna do that now i can adjust my theory here they may do nothing with season 15 in the way of stretching and they may just do a free update like age of triumph was a free update and that's just going to be to get us by 
and that'll be when you get your hard vog, your your master vog, your master raids, and your master dungeons. They could time gate all that for like a free Age of Triumph update, and then that's how they get us to uh, to Witch Queen, right? Joseph Young. After the Light and Dark Age, where would we go? A city civil war, Siva type enemies. Well, here's here's what I would think. If we ascend to become guardians of power then I would imagine, I would imagine phase two, when that saga ends, there is always, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So us ascending to that level of power will likely, within the universe, create a reaction of sorts. There'll be a new being, a new race, a new threat, a new something that is the antithesis of a guardian of power again this is all theory (laughs) this is all theory but that's what i would think i would think that to bring balance we're going to cause because we're a causality like we 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 cause things to happen and this is going to be like that kind of a situation where we create this need for there to be a response for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction so like there will be a response to us ascending to that type of power we've gone from you know three powers to six well you know there'll be something that answers the call something will awaken there could be an ancient enemy there could be an ancient being or ancient force that's lied dormant and our our ascension to that power maybe that's why it's called lightfall it 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 becomes a dark era in the universe because while we embrace the darkness we don't understand that we're actually going to create a a, a greater and and stronger threat again i am just 100 percent shooting from the cuff here i don't know so paracausal forces mean we don't deal with cause and effect Right, we exist above that, but at the same time, there's still balance in the universe, right? I don't know. Uh, Real King Salty. I personally feel that sunsetting was a way for them to take care of certain outliers within the meta. It is, is it in fact better to just nerf things to the state of being unusable for balance? I gotta tell you, this is a theory that I don't think has legs. I cannot see instituting a system-wide change that was upsetting, irritating, frustrating. It probably took a lot of work, and then they gotta walk it back. They wanted to do that instead of just nerfing a couple outliers. I really don't think so. I just don't. I really, 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 really don't think that's what they were doing. Uh, we want more theory crafting from you, Lono. Thank you, Joseph, for the five spot. Um, now to your question: Is it just better to nerf stuff? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Here's the reality, though. I always told people like sunsetting is not the answer to nerfing. They're going to be like, "Well, we don't have to nerf that because of sunsetting." They're not going to leave things to run wild, right? I, I don't know. Big Worm says they wanted a hard restart without calling it what it is. I would actually say Big Worm's theory is closer to what's like there's the truth right we don't know what the truth is so we're stabbing in the dark here I think that's a closer theory they didn't want to pull a King's Fall rug pull whoop all your stuff's gone (laughs) so they tried to do this quasi sort of yeah they can't use that stuff anymore right yeah 
can't use that anymore. And then everybody would have been like, you did this before. Come on. So they dress it up and call it something else. And they're like, yeah, it didn't work. But that stuff's still going to remain sunsetting. It's almost like they wanted to do what happened in Taken King, but they didn't want to call it that. So they dress it up, called it something different. And, you know, and the community responded so negatively to it that they're just like, we got to walk this back. This isn't going to fly long term. It's going to affect expansions, purchases, engagement, all of it. So, last question. I shoot Astro. Kind of off topic, but do you hope we get a Destiny TV show akin to The Mandalorian or books like we got with Halo? I mean, I'll be honest, with the dawn of some of these television shows that are doing so well, I actually enjoy... um, I actually enjoy the this the the shows more than movies these days because you get to spend a little bit more time with the with the characters and the development, right? I actually really really like that. But but I am not necessarily, I don't think. I'm not necessarily going to going to pull for it to be like the Mandalorian necessarily. I could see it being like an amazing animated series more than like live action, you know, Western. They need to own their their identity. Uh, and I, dude, I am in full support of TV shows drip feeding, man. I love it. I do. You, you can rail and rant about it all you want. I, I think it's good. I think it's good. So that's going to do it for Q&A stick around we are we are checking out Outriders today Pyromancer gameplay so don't go anywhere if you want to see that if you're listening elsewhere you can always check me at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe <laughs>